My name is Cody. And mine is Hunter. Welcome to the Trendertainment Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss trending topics in music, news, and entertainment. And whatever the hell else we want. Alright, let's do this. Hey everyone, Cody here. I know we've been absent for the last couple of weeks, but I wanted to share an episode with you that we recorded a few weeks ago. Had some uh, major technical difficulties with the audio and the sound quality, but we've got them fixed and we're ready to post. Look forward to our next episode coming up here in about two weeks. Welcome to episode number six of the Trendertainment Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, my future brother-in-law, as well as my future ex-brother-in-law, Devin Scriber. <laughs> What's going on? How's it going, Devin? It's going, it's going. Oh, so, how do you know Hunter and I? Uh, through Rachel, your sister. Oh, how do you know Rachel? Through the internet. Oh, through the internet. So, I found out about Devin from my sister who was doing some online dating. And she's like, oh, I, I found this guy and he's going to move here. And I'm like, wait, hold on, what? Where's this guy from? I remember this. Oh, <laughs> Pennsylvania? He's going to move here from Pennsylvania for you. All right, whatever. <laughs> and it, and I did. And he did. And I, I, I did not expect it to work out. And I thought he was going to be some crazy axe murderer. That's all. <laughs> um, but it, it worked out. Yeah. How I long have you guys crazy, been together just now? Just not a murderer. Uh, two and a half years. Yeah. So going strong. Going, going strong. strong. And I, now he's better friends with my friends and family than I am. Yeah, I, I try. I'm, tr- I try and steal Devin every day away from Rachel. So that's why. Yeah, we're secret lovers. Yeah. Yeah, secret lovers. Well, we brought Devin onto the podcast today because we wanted to discuss kind of a, th- a theme we've had here on the podcast is music. Devin is the drummer in which band? Uh, the Crooked Feathers. And how long have you guys been making music? Uh, since November of last year. Well, give us a little lowdown. Tell us about your band, how you guys came together, what kind of music you make. All right, so it started off... Um, I was just kind of actually bored, so I bought my electric drum kit. I used to have an acoustic kit, but you know, living in an apartment, you can't have an acoustic kit. And yeah, after piss off your neighbors. Yeah, exactly. After playing my electric kit for a while, I just wanted to uh, be in a band, so I started. I got on KSL, started looking around, and uh, I found a guitarist and a singer, and uh, we met up, and it was it was pretty bad the first the first session but it's pretty bad I yeah <laughs> none of those members are uh, in the band right now but um i got in touch with this other guitarist who had a bass player which his name's andrew which he's the guitarist in our band right now and i went over for a jam session and everything just clicked there was like no hesitation um we just instantly started making music and it was great uh, we did have a singer at the time that was a female that uh, wasn't that great. She was really good at writing. Mean, she was decent. I saw I saw some music and the the lyrics were pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, she was r- amazing at writing lyrics. She just couldn't sing what she wrote, in my opinion. Um, but then she decided to move away, which opened us up to find our new singer, Court. And then around the same time we got Court, we uh, got our second guitarist, our lead guitarist, Brandon. And then every everyone, the chemistry in our band is just it just meshes together so well. We always know 
what we're doing. Uh, we play alternative rock, and we're just constantly making new songs, and there's no hiccups right now. And Actually, right now, we're in the re recording studio doing our first EP. So everything's going going really well. Well, that's awesome. You've been uh, successful in something that I've never been able to bring together. I mean, I've been in probably four different bands over the years, and everyone either bailed out for this reason or that reason. I couldn't get anyone to stick around, and it's uh, it's definitely something that it's probably probably my biggest regret um, is not doing music and not focusing on music a little bit more. So, no, I love getting the updates from Rachel and uh, seeing what you guys are working on and hearing the music, and even if it's just recorded on an iPhone, it's pretty good. So I'm yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, Thank you guys you. are really really good live. I came and saw one of your shows, and uh, it was really impressive. It was really fun. Court Court's uh, got a good stage presence. Yeah, I I I, uh, I just love my band right now, and I hope we uh, get a lot further than we are right now. Well, I'll tell you, Devin, I, I was really impressed with how quickly you picked up the drums. Um, I don't, like, how long have you been playing for? Uh, seriously, I've only been playing about a year and a half, and then I've been playing around yeah. pretty much my entire life. Well, and it's cool because when you first moved to Utah, and I met you and Rachel, and I saw you on a drum set for the first time, I'm like, oh, he's okay. And then it was like immediately the next trip out to Utah, like six months later, I'm like, oh, holy shit. He's actually pretty good. <laughs> Dude, it's all and the And then my last games. visit, I'm like, yeah, right? With rock Band. <laughs> rock Band is actually what really got me into drumming. I'm not even going to lie. Which is so funny. Like, you look at all those games like Guitar Hero and Rock Band, and like, you're not really playing an instrument, and you're kind of singing, and it gives you things, but like, your drum kit hooks up to Rock Band, and you're actually playing the drums. Yep. It's really so, nice. No, that's... that's really impressive well thank you hey everybody this is devin and this week i wanted to recommend corn rotting in vain off their upcoming album the serenity of suffering if you like the old school 90s sound of corn you'll definitely love their new stuff they're coming out with so check it out Well, Hunter, what do you got for us today? Um, well, uh, I was going to uh, talk about uh, the recent n the news, the hot topic, uh, which is Colin Kaepernick. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he is the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. And um, <laughs> he has recently, it's the preseason right now, has decided not to stand during the national anthem like, like the rest of the team does uh, to because he does not feel like the anthem and the flag represents freedom and liberty for all and justice for all um, because of all the police brutality going on and racism. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, I, I've been a very big Colin Kaepernick fan since the start with the 49ers because the 49ers have always been my favorite football team. And uh, 
he actually went to school here in Reno at our university for uh, University of Reno, Nevada, UNR, and was our quarterback here and then went on to be the 49ers quarterback. And so it was cool to see someone from a small town like Reno go play professional with the 49ers, my favorite football team, and it just so happens they're close to us here in the Bay. And I was really, really like taken aback by the news reports and everything they talked about um, because I, I don't know if I can say that much because I'm a middle-class white kid from Montana and Utah, probably two states that have the least diversity out there. Um, so I have a hard time bringing up these topics without, honestly, without sounding misinformed. It's um, fair. So I'm kind of glad we have Devin here on the show, who's already a, like half black, quarter Cherokee, quarter Navajo, British and Irish, or something else. Italian, stuff Swedish. like that. Italian, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Half Muppet. But, no, what do, you, what do you think, Devin? <laughs> In all honesty, I don't really understand the whole uh, Black Lives Matter things. I've never had a problem. No one in my family, black side, has ever had a problem. Uh, actually, two of my uncles are actually police officers. And, really? all, and are all, they black or are they yes, uh, white? They're black. And um, all of the videos I've seen personally there's always retaliation and you know they have a foul mouth so i don't get why it's such a surprise when the officers are acting aggressive when they're being aggressive if they would just be calm and do what the officer says nothing would happen well, well, I, I, it's such a it's, it's such a hot button topic too yeah yeah i think i think it, like statistically Black people get shot more. Minorities get mm-hmm. shot more. More people die by police officers if you're not white. And like, yeah. like you know, me and you even joke when we, I mean it's it's a joke. But when we go out together and there's like police officers, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're watching Devin. Like, <laughs> yep. <because laughs> Devin like, is the I'm gonna only get arrested because I'm hanging out with him. Um, <laughs> well, let's let's break this down a little bit because I really want to look at both sides of the argument. Um, growing up in Utah, everyone looked a very specific way because of a predominant religion that's out there with Mormonism. You're not supposed to have long hair. You're not supposed to have a beard. And so for me, I was very much opposed to that. So I grew my long rocker hair and I'd walk around Harriman and I would have the cops and Harriman harass me just because I looked like this little punk rock kid and they just... I was walking down the street and they thought I was doing something wrong. I'd go into Smith's. People would watch me. Like people would accuse me of seeing stealing and doing different things just because I looked a specific way. Little did they know I was class president. I was straight A's. I played sports. I was captain of my football team several times. Like they just didn't know who I was, but because of those stereotypes, I wanted to break that mold and look this way anyways. So if you're just looking at a, a white kid that wants to break that mold, that's totally different. But when you're also looking at somebody of a different skin color a different ethnicity that is profiled the same way because of their skin color there's not much that person can do to get beyond that i could have cut my hair and people would have accepted me in fact when right. i did cut my hair people that never talked to me talked to me but you can't change your skin color and that's something that's who you are and so when you're getting profiled and basically persecuted because you look a specific way there's really something wrong with that um, and, and it's hard to look at both sides too because my aunt's a cop I have family members that have been in the military and they are very 
on the police side. They want to support the police 100% and go through different things, but it's almost like a, a blinders. Like with any topic, there's two different sides. So in every situation, it's the same. So when I see these news reports about another riot because this person was shot or another thing, like you can't lump those all into one big sum and say, hey, this is the exact same scenario each time. And I think that's kind of more to what Devin's point was. And, and I and I agree with that. The, the only thing that I see, and I... I'm not saying that all cops are bad or everything is like that because I, I don't think that about anything. Nothing's entirely bad and nothing's entirely good. But um, I think it's just that uh, statistically, like I was saying, black kids, black people get shot more than, than white kids. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, it, it is necessary. it's not necessarily an issue with every cop. I just think that I think what Colin Kaepernick is asking and a lot of people are asking it are more accountability because these people that do get shot or are, are these police officers that do end up shooting someone or, you know, uh, killing someone it, they're never, even if it was proven in a court of law that they did it, they're usually never prosecuted that much. Well, it's a slap on the wrist. Yeah, it's they're a slap on the wrist. walking out of there with nothing or yep. home arrest or just losing their job. They're not actually being arrested for murder which in some of these situations it is plain murder and they get off scot-free and um, there are a lot of statistics out there that show that people that commit the same crimes but have different skin colors get totally different um jail times and sentences if i'm a white guy and i get caught with marijuana in states where it's illegal i don't go to prison i get probation if i'm a black guy i'm going to prison like there's just there's a, the statistics back up those facts that there is a prolific racist undertone with certain things what were you gonna say, Devin? Oh uh, no, I was just agreeing with Hunter there that it is mm -hmm. they black people or people of color do get shot a lot more. That that much is proven. Well, and and let's let's take another point here too because I think anywhere where you have a lower income ratio, so like I would be considered middle class. I've right. grown up middle class. I've never been poor. My family's had hard times, but my parents have always worked through it, and they've done a very good job. Of, providing for us when we needed it to but you look at places where like take for instance trailer parks the bad side of town doesn't matter if it's black or white or anything like that you're going to see more crime there it's you're true. going to see more drug use there you're going to see those things so if we say that we're a country that really doesn't care about race yet these people are still being passed up for jobs they're being passed up for education that they are very well qualified for because of their skin color then they're going to end up in these communities where there are less there's less money, there's more crime, there's more drugs, so people are going to fall into these systems and it's going to be just the cyclical re repetition of what's actually happening with family members from from father to son, from mother to daughter, and just kind of going through the same repetitive motion because there's still that undertone of racism. So when I hear people say that we don't have racism any, anymore, I 100% disagree because I see it every day. Yeah. Well, and the thing, one of the things, a couple of things I just find so interesting about it is like, politicians say this all the time like they 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 bring like president obama has like said oh yeah this is like some of these situations are unacceptable and stuff and everyone's just like oh okay president obama said that but when a, an athlete a black athlete stands up to it in 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 this way which is a peaceful protest i mean everyone's saying like oh he's against the troops he's against the flags and it's like no he he's exercising his right to peaceful protest in the united states which you can't do in some countries um, exactly. It, you know, this is the, a harmless way to protest something. Uh, 
I, I just think that it's interesting that when a, a athlete does it, it's like all hell breaks loose. Everyone's yep. losing their minds. Well, it's because he is in the spotlight. People see him and say, oh man, Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick, this man that I've looked up to and was seen as an idol who is fairly, as far as the media is concerned, uh, a fairly conservative guy that is a good role model to children. Now you're looking at all these people that are saying, oh man, this guy doesn't believe in our military. He doesn't believe in the things that we stand up for because there's the argument on the side of we say the national anthem to honor those that have died and that are currently fighting for our country and giving us the ability to have the freedom of speech, to have the freedom of protest. So by not, by not standing up for that, he's not standing up for the freedom which he has and that he's using so it's kind of this this whole thing that i don't know it's it just comes right back around if if you aren't standing up for that then you're not standing up for the thing that gives you the ability to have freedom of speech it's an interesting little paradox yeah exactly so i don't disagree with them but at the same time i do yeah what do you think Devin? you know just for me personally i just think the whole thing is crazy racism is crazy and I've just never fully understand it, even though I'm black and I deal with it a lot. I'm kind of the person who's so passive that I just overlook everything. And I try not to pay attention to it as much because I don't like it affecting me. So I just live my, I live my life racism free because anytime there is racism, I just ignore it. So I don't really pay that much attention to it. And I took the same concept with having my long hair and having certain people not talk to me or look down on me because of the way I looked, I saw that person's heart. I saw who they really were on the inside and the things that they said and the actions that they had because your actions really do dictate who you are as a person. So I knew I don't need that person in my life. So the second I cut my hair and that person was all buddy-buddy with me, I knew really not to be their friend or not to talk to them because that's the kind of person I don't want to be around because their moral values aren't the same as mine and we're not on the same level. Exactly. Yeah, Devin, Devin is very passive. The only time I've ever seen him get upset is when uh, McKay beats him in Smash Brothers. Almost every time. <laughs> or video games in general, yeah, I think I've actually. Tried... Yeah, I think I've tried to punch Devin a couple times, and he just lays there. He <laughs> takes it. <laughs> but, well, thanks for indulging my long rants about uh, racism and what we're looking at in our country here. I think it's an interesting... I, I think it's an interesting situation, and uh, I don't know. I I don't think a lot of uh, I don't think it happens very often. Where it, it, I mean, like all in all, like it's a pretty effective protest because it got people talking. So, sure. Yep. Well, when you look at the other people that are protesting and rioting, that's that's bad for the cause. That makes them look bad in what the what's happening when they right. riot and they loot and they have these cities. Like that's bad. That makes it look horrible. And what Colin Kaepernick's doing is it is peaceful. It's passive. It's nothing major, but people are taking it that way and the conversation is coming up. So I think it's one of those things that it does encourage conversation and that's the most important part. Yep, totally. Hey everybody, this is Cody. And this week, I wanted to recommend Vice Principles. It's a new exclusive TV show on HBO, and it has Danny McBride and Walton Goggins as the lead roles for Vice Principals. Um, the premise of the story is that they are competing to get the head principal job at a school and all the antics that ensue from there. Um, very funny. If you're a Danny McBride fan, you'll absolutely love it because it's very, very much so in that vein. If you haven't checked it out, please do Vice Principals on HBO. 
Well, my fiance and I just recently started watching a new show called uh, You Are the Worst, or You're the Worst, or I'm not quite sure the exact name. It's on Hulu. It's an exclusive there, and the whole premise for the TV show is these two individuals meet at a wedding, and they have a one-night stand. And throughout the one-night stand, there's like, oh, we're never going to see each other tomorrow, so we can tell each other the worst things about ourselves, the worst things that we've done, the worst things that we've said, like who we are as a person, we can really be the worst. And uh, it got my fiance and I talking about what our worst qualities are. And I think for me, I'm definitely that big fish guy. Like if I caught a minnow, man, that thing was massive. It was a big mouth bass. All my stories have to have a little extra kick to it because if I don't have that, then what's, what's the point of telling the story? So we talked about it. That's probably my worst quality is those little, those little white lies, those little things that I embellish on and what I do as a person. Dude, I can personally tell you I do that too. What about you, Devin? I, I do that as well. I think it's just like reality can just and life can just get so monotonous and so boring sometimes. When you start telling something to someone or a story, you're just like, I'm just going to fucking say this because it's just more interesting that way. Like, yeah. it just makes it more entertaining. So who the fuck cares? And they'll never call you out on it because they don't know. Yep. Exactly. Well, and then growing up with someone like my sister, who is the elephant that never forgets, she knows everything, exactly how it happened, <laughs> date, times. She is like the geolocation of my life. So I'll tell a story. And she goes, that's not how it happened, Cody. Like, it did this. And I, Devin, you can relate yes. because you live with Yes, her. I've, I've tried. rolling his eyes right I've now. tried many times to tell stories, and then she corrects me, and then I look like a dumbass. <laughs> Yeah, well, so I was, just to bring it up from a couple episodes ago, I, I was claiming bringing up Trendertainment. I was like, Hunter and I came up with the name Trendertainment, and Melissa's like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, yeah, we did. She's like, Katie came up with Trendertainment. I'm like, I gotta ask Hunter. And sure enough, it was freaking Katie <laughs> came up with the name Trendertainment, and I'm over here trying to take the credit, because I've, I've had 10 concussions, and I can't remember anything, so. Yeah, I was like, it was Katie, and you were like, fuck! <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, yeah that's well, that's my worst quality. <laughs> I don't I don't I I bet that's a fairly common trait of people. I would say yeah. hmm, what's my worst quality? Let's see. I would say I mean I do the lying thing too, but my worst quality would probably be like I just like get so panicky like in, like, grocery stores or just any public place of, like, how my arms and, like, look. Like, I, I don't ever want to look like I'm, like, breaking the law or, like, look weird or doing... Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'll dress all like a punk and stuff like that, but then when I get attention, I'm just like, oh, God, no. No, don't don't look I'm at me. I'm not stealing anything. Yeah. Don't stop me. <laughs> yeah. Like, the other day, it was... So, it was Katie's birthday on Friday. And we went to her dad's store because her dad's the general man or a uh, manager of a Walmart. And like, I bought a water bottle while we were walking around. And like, I made sure, like, I was like holding the receipt in the other hand while walking around with the water bottle, drinking out of it, and just like showing it to everybody. Yeah, it was. I got so pissed at Walmart one time because I was walking out. I was dressed like a little punk, and I got my band T-shirt on and my hats on, and all like I just look like a punk. And I'm walking out of Walmart and I've got my grocery bag and my receipt in my hand. And the lady asks for my receipt. And I'm like, I've never been stopped at Walmart for my receipt. I'm like, okay, why? She's like, why? Well, I just got to make sure that you have this in your bag. And I'm like, 
how come you didn't stop the person right there? The lady that just walked in front of me with a whole cart full of stuff. I'm like, she's like, well, we just do this randomly. I'm like, I've never been stopped before. I've never seen anyone stopped before at a Walmart to check the receipt. Like it's the way I look. And I like called her out on it and she just, she just backed off and let me go. I was just so mad about it. And I'm like, fuck, I'm never going back to Walmart. I can't do this anymore. I come in here like once a year and then they stop me to look at my receipt because I bought a Coke or something. That's funny. Don't ever go to Costco. No, I avoid Costco like the plague. If <laughs> if we're going to Costco, I'll sit in the car and Melissa will go inside. Really? Why? I hate Costco. It's just the people and the carts and the samples and everything. <laughs> the damn samples. Fucking so, Devin, what's your worst quality? My worst quality by far is that I have no filter whatsoever, no matter where I am. Like, uh, oh, I that a, an example of that was uh, me and uh, Rachel were at Cafe Rio, and there were these two heavier set people in front of us, oh, and they God. started order mm. they started ordering their food, and apparently I said it really loud. I don't really pay attention to what I said, and I'm like, Let, you really need a salad. <laughs> and and Rachel, no. Christ, dude. Rachel, I say it because it makes me laugh. I don't always mean what I say, but I have no filter. And then Rachel, every time I say something like that, I get hit by Rachel. So I I laugh about it, yeah. and she's always telling me you need to keep it down because I just Shit. I just have no filter whatsoever. Whatever goes in my mind, I just instantly say. And that's did they hear you? I, she said that they looked back, but I wasn't paying attention because I was laughing. Oh my god! But, uh, I have been in public horrifying. with you, and it's we went. <laughs> so for anyone that knows, uh, McKay, uh, he cannot handle any like public confrontation, like at all. Like, like my wife yelled at someone on Black Friday, uh, that was working at a store because they weren't giving her the proper price, or not yell, but was like getting mad at them. And McKay and my sister ran away, like they ran oh, away. No. <laughs> so we were at a new restaurant on uh Friday. Was it Friday? I don't know. Some sometime uh, last week, and uh, they were taking a long time, and so I was just gonna like ask them, like, "Hey, what's going on?" McKay got up and ran out of the restaurant until I was finished. No, he didn't. Yeah, like <laughs> so, hanging out with me and Devin just must be hell for McKay. Like it just, like <laughs> a grin. I've never done anything, with McKay. Oh, whatever. Yeah, right. That's all we do. <laughs> Well, I think for today, Devin wins the official "You Are the Worst" trophy yeah. for calling the fat people fat and telling them they need to eat a salad. So oh, I I don't know so if I really bad. meant it though. I just say it because it makes me laugh. <laughs> but oh, I say God. these things out loud without realizing it, and apparently I say them loud enough for people to hear me. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly getting hit by Rachel in public, which I'm okay with. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's she does that true. a lot though. I, I think every time I hang out with Rachel, I'm getting slapped. <laughs> Say that. Yeah, she ba- she definitely she's gonna love my Rachel voice. She too. definitely balances me out. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Well, Devin, you wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, new album that we've recently heard from Corn. Give us the lowdown. Yeah, so uh, only two songs are released right now, but Corn's new album, I'm I'm really just happy about because, as a lot of people know, they started going a little more techno and dubstep. They did that album with Skrillex, but um, one of my favorite albums. Uh, from them was Follow the Leader and that was back in the 90s when they had their 90s sound and their new yeah. their new album uh, that's coming out right now uh, I think it's called The Serenity of Suffering it it mm-hmm. sounds just like they did in the 90s and I'm so excited because it 
it just blows my mind. I must have listened to the two singles that they have out right now over a hundred times. It's really already. Yeah, it's I've nonstop just those two on repeat all day. Well, you know, like growing up with the the religious beliefs that my family had and being able to listen to certain types of music, I couldn't ever listen to corn. I did with my friends, but I wasn't supposed to because they were that that rock band that you weren't supposed to listen to. And uh, coming from my mother, who was who has Black Sabbath's first, Black Sabbath's first record down in her record basement. <laughs> so I mean, whatever. But anyways, um, I wasn't supposed to listen to corn. So back in I think it was like uh, 2006 or something like that, one of the guitarists from Corn, uh, Brian Welch, I think is yeah Brian Welch, he left Corn because he became a Christian and started his own like Christian rock band that kind of had a similar corn sound. And he was like the, they kicked him out of the band because he didn't have like the same beliefs as everybody anymore. And, and, uh, I was like, okay, I can listen to the, I can listen to this corn alternative band. And that's pretty much my extent of corn. Like I don't listen, I haven't listened to much of their stuff. Um, I think the last album that I listened to from corn was life is peachy. And I heard a couple songs off all of the leader but that's about it for me. <laughs> yeah, I love Korn. It's always, they've always been really good for me personally. Honestly, I don't have a lot of uh experience with Korn cuz well, you're older than me and when they were big in the 90s, like I was in the same boat as you. I wasn't allowed to listen to it. Like, you yeah, know right. I mean? Like my dad didn't even want me listening to freaking Linkin Park back in the, <laughs> in the early 2000s. I mean, I did with that, but uh, you know, so no, I don't have a lot of uh, I don't have a lot of experience with corn, um, but yeah. And just like another thing that I like about corn personally for me is um, even though um, his nickname is Head, he left for religious reasons, but now he's back. I think he joined back in 2013. They've only had one big band member that they had to replace, and that was their drummer in 2007. So they've all been together for such a long time, and that's just for me as a per, uh, personally being in a band. That's something I hope that I can achieve as well. Just we never have to re- think about replacing anybody. So that's another thing I respect about the band as well. They've they've always been all together pretty much. There's not very many bands that can do that. I, I bet it's very very hard to keep people friends when they were and business partners when you know for 15 plus years. So yeah. Well, and coming from a background myself with like Christian hardcore Christian rock music, like a lot of those guys that decide, oh, I'm not a Christian anymore, I don't believe this anymore, leave the band because the rest of the band's like, well, this is our demographic, like this is who we sell our music to. If you're not Christian, you can't be in the band, or they leave personally. I mean, there's so many different scenarios there, so I, it's very, very rare to even find a band that has the same members for so long, especially over a career. What 20 years now? 96, I think their first record came out. No, ninety four. They're, no, no. They, I guess eighty nine. Wow, it's been they've been around for a long time. Yeah, they've been around for a while. <laughs> yeah, they're all like in their forties. Thirty. They're all in their forties right now. Oh, in their forties. Wow. Yeah, they've been around a lot longer than I thought. Yeah. Walking outside labyrinthian over cracks along under the trees. I know Hey, this is Hunter, and this week I am recommending the band Pine Grove. Uh, very unique band. Um, it, imagine indie country. And for those of you that know me, I don't like country very much at all. But 
the country twang in the singer's voice uh, combined with the uh, indie musical influence of Pine Grove is really unique, uh, really catchy, and uh, yeah, check them out. Well, you know, this week is a little bit of a sad week for me, too, because uh, Gene Wilder died. And um, if you don't know who Gene Wilder is, you don't know comedy. The guy was just a genius. Um, Blazing Saddles. He was in Willy Wonka. Um, just just the a very unique character. Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that movie when I was a kid was just so funny to me, even though I didn't understand half of the jokes. I thought it was the funniest thing ever because they had a way of doing comedy back then that that really just was slapstick, but at the same time had so many like sexual connotations in it and all these little things that were like funny yet bad at the same time. And so I grew up watching Gene Wilder and all these movies that my mom thought were so great. Um, and I was really bummed out to hear that he'd finally passed away because he was one of those actors who kind of dropped out of the spotlight a couple years ago. Yeah. And I recently found out why. Um, he had Alzheimer's and so he didn't want to kind of lose his mind and like that in public. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So it was, a, it was a sad passing for me this week, especially growing up watching his movies. Yeah. I guess you can say he got his golden ticket. Yeah, right? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sweet hell. There's that no filter again. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. man. Um, Shit. Yeah, I, uh, I actually didn't I haven't seen many of Gene Wilder's films like I've only I think I've only ever seen Willy Wonka I haven't seen any of the other ones but um I know that he was iconic for a lot of people and uh and very unique um part of their childhood but it also just might mm-hmm. be uh, you being just a tad bit older than me so I ended up watching different movies Well in that like my mom like growing up she didn't like we didn't watch a lot of TV like that was live TV or current TV shows. Like a lot of the cartoons that were out back then, like my mom hated, like we didn't watch Rugrats. We didn't watch Ren and Stempy, like all these like really weird animated cartoons. I never watched Hey Arnold, like all these, I thought that just the animation was weird. So my mom really got us into like these old movies from like the sixties to the eighties and she'd buy them on DVD and we'd watch those all the time. So it, for my, for my household, it was just, we had so many great movies that we'd all watch together all the time right? just to avoid the other stupid stuff that was on TV. Um, so, so Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein. Um, I watched Willy Wonka all the time because I absolutely love that movie. I even uh, was in a Willy Wonka play in elementary school just because I liked it so much. Heck and yeah, uh, I played I played the part of Willy Wonka. And I loved it. Um, yeah, I could see but it. It's just one of those things. It's just one of those things too. It's when you when you think about a certain character, or a certain movie. It's like if uh, who's the kid that plays Harry Potter? Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. It's like if Daniel Radcliffe were to die, like you would think like Harry Potter died. Like that's like th- he's that character. Like when you first think about Daniel Radcliffe, you go to Harry Potter. I don't know, like when man. I think about Gene Wilder. I just I just watched him go undercover in a movie with a bunch of Nazis. So I think, you know, <laughs> how was that? 
I think I would just think like, oh, a Nazi died. It's, it's fine. Yeah. No, was it good? Imperium was very good, actually. I really liked that movie a lot. Best acting I've seen out of him ever, easily. I saw the commercial for that. And I told Melissa, we have to go see that because I'm just like, man, that is just like, even the trailer is just gut wrenching. Like you're just watching. You're like, Oh my God. $3 to rent on iTunes right now, dude. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm renting that tonight. Yeah, dude. But yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Like, it's like, it's like the character dies when they're iconic. Totally. Exactly. So yeah, you watch that movie differently now and you go back to watch that movie. So I'm sure we'll see a lot of his older movies pop up on Netflix and Hulu and all these different places just because yeah. he was such an iconic actor over the years. Just, yeah, just like Robin Williams. Sense. Same thing. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I don't really think I've had at least, uh, for me, an actor that's, that's died and it's like personally affected me or made me like super sad yet and i think it just comes back again to that that age thing like all the actors i was watching as a kid are a little bit younger than some of the actors you were watching and stuff like that yeah like when samuel l jackson goes oh oh no mine for me was uh alan rickman because i used to listen to a lot of his um when he would read books and stuff as well because i loved his voice just like morgan freeman and then obviously i Mm -hmm. love harry potter and he he did snape so well so when he died that that hit me pretty hard yeah, Melissa and I just did a uh, another Harry Potter marathon to go back and watch it, and then I realized I had never seen um, the Order of the Phoenix. Oh, really? I'd never seen that. I will. That's a lie. I saw the end of it, but I never saw the beginning of it, and so I'm like, oh my god, so much makes sense. <laughs> and like just certain characters and things that I saw because I I'm still on book number two. I haven't even finished the Harry Potter series, so I'm still reading book number two right now, and I'm slowly kind of getting through it. It's it's like the last thing on my list to do every day. But man, I just like I was like, oh my god, these characters. This makes sense now, and I finally saw that. But we just did our Harry Potter marathon again and watched all the movies and kind of getting ready for. Uh, for the uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Fantastic Beasts and Where I'm to Find Them. I'm excited for that. I cannot yeah, I believe do. you've never read Harry Potter. Well, so here, back to another thing that I was not allowed to read for religious reasons. My mom didn't let us read Harry Potter because my church kind of took a stance against Harry Potter. So we, we didn't read it. And a lot of my classmates read it and they even read it like in class. And I had to go like sit in the library or go somewhere else in the school because my mom didn't want me to read Harry Potter. Um, so it was just one of those things where as I finally got older, like my mom realized, oh, that's silly or this is stupid. And she's like, oh, yeah, you can go ahead and do that now. And then I just didn't care. You, I was worried about other stuff. I don't know if it's just like older, the older sibling syndrome because i'm the oldest sibling too where like your parents are just like super strict and freak out over like everything you listen to and watch and stuff like that yeah because i know your mom now and i also know my parents now and they just don't they don't give a fuck dude like they don't care and so i don't know if it's just that older sibling thing but it's just funny like when they have my mom always says they made their mistakes with me first Right, and then Rachel and Billy are like, "Oh, we can let him do this," and I'm like, "What? Billy's 13, and he gets to do this? You made me wait till I was 16." Like, <laughs> right? Exactly. Totally. Uh, totally happened with my younger sister too. Yep. Can't say I've ever experienced that. Sorry. How many? What are you an old, only child over there? No, Devin? I have two out. older brothers. But um. Oh yeah, you're the youngest. Yeah, I'm the youngest, right. but my my mom's always been very laid back and let us do whatever we want. That's nice. No wonder I hate you. Yeah, that's not. Nice. Look at all that. Look at all that confidence he's got. The smugness. Yeah. It's, it's, it, Billy has it too. It's that, it's <laughs> yeah, that youngest. Billy always has it's it. that youngest that child smug syndrome. Bastard. Yeah. 
Yep. They think they're unstoppable. I am unstoppable. Look at me. I'm Devin. I can play the drums and I've got this cool band. <laughs> and I'm oh, Cody man. and I just suck at all video games. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm well-rounded on all video games. I'm not fantastic at all of them unless it's Pac-Man. I'm okay at every game and I'm okay with that. And I'm excellent at every game. Have you played uh, Overwatch yet, Cody? No, I haven't played Overwatch yet. And, and here's the thing. My Xbox Live is going to expire next month. And I'm sitting here going, oh, should I renew it or should I do more schoolwork? Because I'm trying to graduate from with my bachelor's degree next year because I realize this is my sixth year going to college and I've changed my degree four or five times and I just need to be done because um, I have like $50,000 in student Jesus loans. Jesus Christ, man. Well, here's one advice. If you're listening to this podcast, don't ever go to film school. Art school is a ripoff. It is the worst. I remember $40,000 of that is nine months of my life in film school. Nine months I spent $40,000. Jesus, dude. I remember you yep. being in film school. I remember going to Homecoming one time, and we went and got picture yeah. Homecoming pictures taken at, like, your art studio or whatever it was. Yeah, it was... Well, and here's the thing. I spent $40,000 to rent really nice equipment. I shot with red cameras. I had the nicest Canons or Nikons that I could check out. I had access to studios. I mean, we had every production thing you could think of. I had sound booths we could record in and do anything you wanted to do. I mean, it was it was really cool to have access to that stuff, but not for $40,000. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you couldn't have stayed in until we started doing this podcast we could have had sound booths and stuff now we're just all sitting at home naked recording in our closets and stuff drinking absinthe wait you guys are naked well i mean <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I can't speak for you but yeah right so i don't know i i i'm trying to trying to figure out whether i'm going to renew my xbox live or if i'm going to keep doing school i don't know it's, it's a toss-up so well you know this to kind of take this to kind of down another serious uh direction my uh, buddy Josh Holt has been uh, locked up in Venezuela as a political prisoner, and they're calling him a terrorist now for almost two months. Um, right. He was locked up at the beginning of July, uh, right before the 4th, and um, is now currently still in prison awaiting a trial that they've announced for, I believe, September 15th. And uh, it, it hasn't been really good. Venezuela's angry with the United States because of certain things that we do, we actually currently have the president's uh, wife, his, her family members are arrested here in the United States for drug trafficking. And uh, so they've been arresting Americans over the last year or so and holding a prisoner for very little stupid reasons. Um, and my buddy Josh was accused of having grenades and guns in his apartment, which they all planted. And they have eyewitnesses that, that won't come forward to say that those weren't really him. And, um, it's, it's really tough. There's a lot of letters Josh, Josh has written us. He's been sick. He has not been allowed to go to the hospital. I mean, there's just so many problems that are going on. His, his wife's being beaten in the prisons there. So it's, uh, it's been a really, really tough situation for them. So um, we're doing as much as we can. We're doing a lot of fundraising. I just cut together another video last night for them that I'm going to be posting here in the next day or so um, just to try and get some people to notice. But kind of an update to that story, if you guys haven't heard or seen about it, we talked about it, I think, back in episode three. Um, it's really starting to get some traction in the media. CNN just interviewed his mom this week. They were on the Today Show. I mean, senators are starting to pay attention, and the Obama administration says they're going to make a, uh, they're going to discuss it and 
people are pushing that from the Obama administration in the White House. So we'll see what actually happens. Um, worst case scenario on September 15th, they could find him guilty of all charges and he could very possibly die in prison um, or they could release him depending on the pressure the United States puts on him. So I just want to get the word out. And if anybody can donate money, we have a GoFundMe set up um, under justice for Josh. If you search hashtag justice for Josh, you'll find that there, but it definitely has not been a good scenario. Yeah. I I've seen, I've seen it all over the news outlets and some of the details and it's, it's pretty sad. Um, I, I I've met Josh numerous times back when you lived in Utah. Um, yep. like what, what he worked at, like Verizon at Southtown mall, right? Yep. He worked at Verizon. Yeah. We worked at uh several different little, co- uh, cell phone kiosks in the mall. I mean, like Josh and I, I grew up with the kid. We played football together. We, we went to school together. Like it's just, uh, if you if you really knew the guy, you would just know that these charges are just so trumped up and impossible because he really is just like this big teddy bear that you want to hang out with and is the best laugh and is so entertaining. Like it's just it's it's crazy to look at it and say, see this picture that they're trying to paint him as. They're calling him a terrorist and a U.S. spy who is violent and has these guns and things like that that he's brought to the country and he's trying to overthrow the government, which is just total crap like josh went there to marry his wife and they were waiting for her visa to then come back to the united states um to have another wedding ceremony for his family here in the u.s um so it's just it's really really shitty um and i wish there was more we could do but it's it's tough because what's going on in venezuela one of my uh co-workers he's from colombia and they're close neighbors to venezuela and he just says it's just the absolute worst there's there's a lack of food inflation is more than quadrupled um how much everything costs it's just, it's just absolutely crazy so any any help that you can you can bring out there um through his gofundme or through just word of mouth of sharing the link on facebook like social media is so powerful these days and if we can get more people to share and talk yeah. about this i think the better off we'll be yeah agreed so well gentlemen i think that wraps up episode number six of the trendertainment podcast Devin, thank you so much for coming on the episode. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. I'll definitely yeah. be back. We, No, don't oh, come yeah, back. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks, Hunter. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh.